Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and I am looking forward today to breaking down some stuff for you guys. What's been going on with the Super Bowl? I know it's been a couple days now since it's been over. Thank you guys for your patience listening to this because I know you've been anticipating um, seeing what the decode would be, but I want to bring to your attention some other things that I haven't seen in or on social media. So stay tuned. You guys are going to want to catch this and listen to the end because there's a lot of stuff I need to cover and hopefully I will get it done in a concise way that will make sense because if you guys could see my notes right now, it's a bunch of chicken scratches. I have so many things that I want to share and people are great. They have sent me so many screenshots and YouTubes and Instagram posts and stuff on my Telegram. And I just want to give a shout out to all of you because you send me so much information and I couldn't possibly remember where I get everything or where I've seen everything. So just know that I appreciate you all. And um, I've been talking with a friend of mine, Candace, who's been really helping me with a lot of this decoding stuff. And she's great too. She puts a lot of pieces together. So it's a team effort and it's fun. It's interesting to put these patterns together and see what's going on. But I want to preface with this, you guys. While this is interesting and there's such an intrigue online that I've seen this increase of people decoding and symbolism and all of that, it's great to see that. But we have got to take it in a neutral, balanced approach. If we're so focused on the symbolism and the occult and the gematria and the numbers that we lose sight and we lose lose focus of our faith and our walk. We are missing so much and we don't want to be in that space where we're extreme in either direction. So I want to encourage you guys, take this stuff. It's interesting, but be sure you're walking with the Lord because at the end of the end of the day, that is what is most important. So if you guys need anything, I have all of my information down in the caption, counseling, coaching, where you can donate to the podcast. It's all down there. So please check that out. And if you need to reach out to me, please do. So let's jump in. So much to cover. And I want you guys just to hang in there with me. Um, I want to start out with a, a few things that I've noticed. And when before the Super Bowl came about, you know, there's been this huge influx with Taylor Swift. And I did a huge uh, podcast on her specifically, but you notice that a lot of people were tying things together with the number 13. And I think this is interesting. We'll touch on this a little bit, but I want to preface with this because I think that even now, social media, I just looked at an NFL post today and this NFL post had the Gematria breakdown on their post. And so we've got to look at this very critically because I really believe that those in power, right? Those that be that run social media, that run these corporations and CEOs of Google and Instagram and all of that, that they are noticing the increase in, in quote, conspiracy theories. And so I think they're going to be playing into that. I'm going to touch on that today. And I want you guys to be aware of that because it's not just what they put out there. There's always something deeper that they're showing you, but you kind of have to have that discernment and really step back and look at it to kind of say, okay, what what's the deeper message here? So I encourage you guys to do that as you're kind of looking at stuff online and, you know, looking at other people who post stuff about these types of topics. But I was looking at this NFL post and, um, you know, it was all these numbers broken down for the number 13. And of course, we know Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. So let's start there. 
I'm just going to run through this pretty quickly. But it's interesting, all the connections here. So Taylor Swift was born on the 13th of December. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in the U.S. in 13 weeks. She just won her 13th Grammy, and she announced her new album, Tortured Poets, which has 13 letters. Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8 equals 13. She's been to Chief Games 12 times, and the Super Bowl will be her 13th. The Niners are the one seed. The Chiefs were the three seed. Chiefs versus 49ers, 4 plus 9 equals 13. It's on to 11. 2 plus 11 is 13. My goodness, you guys, this is crazy. Not to mention the quarterback of the opposing team in the Super Bowl happens to wear the number 13. And she was flying from Tokyo to Vegas, which is really a 12.5 hour flight. But with customs, it's 13. So somebody put together this great little analysis snapshot. Um, Shout out to this guy. I don't know what his name is. But anyhow, it's really interesting. And you start to look at the number 13. And I've, I've probably didn't even touch on everything that is involved with this. But we start with that, right? The numbers are very important in the occult. You know, you've got gematria, you've got um, numerology. And I've been studying a lot with my Bible study, and we've been doing a really awesome deep dive into Genesis, and now we're starting Exodus. And for all of you guys, I was in Bible study (laughs) at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. A shout out to everybody that came to Bible study. And I did watch a halftime show. And so that's why I'm going to break this down. But back to the point in the Bible, you know, God does use numbers to show importance. You see the biblical number three, the number seven, right? And so when we look at this, we always have to look at the biblical lens too, because there's always this underlining biblical theme running through everything. And so I say this because God creates and the enemy imitates. And so the enemy uses numbers to try to manifest an outcome, right? A kind of like lesser magic, if you will. But you see a lot of people today really involved with numbers and numerology and gematria. And while I think that's interesting, and we can look at it as kind of a tool sometimes, be very careful diving into gematria, because it is a what I would deem a kind of an occultic tool, you know, it's utilized to bring about some sort of mystic number in these secret societies, and they use these numbers to bring about energy and manifestation. So just be careful with that. If you're, you know, if you're kind of diving into some of this stuff, really pray, take a balanced approach. Um, You know, if this stuff overwhelms you guys, step away. Not everybody can look at this stuff and be okay at the end of the day. Um, I have a lot of people that say, how do you look at this stuff? How do you? And honestly, the Lord has just given me a patience for this. He's given me a tolerance for this. And I've really had to find the balance in it too. So I encourage you guys to do that. But going back to the numbers, the numbers are important. And we know that February 11th was the start of the Chinese New Year. And this is the Dragon New Year. And this is important to you know, the elitists and the occultists in the world, because they believe that, you know, creation, right, the sun, the moon, the stars, um, that it brings about energy. And it's at prime times, it's good for them to hold certain rituals. And this is why the Super Bowl and the Grammys and other events like that are held at specific times. So going back to the numbers, interesting about the 13, we know that there's the 13 Illuminati bloodlines, there's a lot 
of connotation around the number 13. And we've seen this huge hype with Taylor Swift this whole time, this whole year. I mean, she was a person of the year, right? So the media is pushing her out for a specific reason. Now, there's a lot of really interesting um, tie-ins too with her and Anton LaVey um, and her his daughter, Zena LaVey, and how much they look alike. Again, I already did a podcast on that, so I'm not going to touch on that here, but it's interesting to see how they utilize these people and they prop them up because they know that society will follow them. And we've already seen the tie-ins with Taylor Swift to witchcraft. We've seen her with her, you know, witches on stage at her concerts, people not remembering. There's been amnesia. Um, you see all sorts of things playing out with her throughout the year. And, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring those into our conscience to realize that there's something more going on here. So the two people they picked, Taylor Swift really was a focus of this Super Bowl, along with Travis Kelsey, right? They're this new hot couple, apparently. And but we also have Usher. And when I started to kind of dig into some of this prior to the the Super Bowl, you really look at their play on words. And um, there was a lot of talk about the financial system kind of breaking down, a lot of talk about digital currency. And I'm not an expert in that at all. But apparently, there's an XRP that's called, that's associated with SWIFT. And what's why that's interesting to me is because you've got Usher. What is Usher ushering in, right, swiftly. Um, you kind of see that play on words. And this is how they do it. You know, it's it's truth in plain sight. It's right in front of your eyes. A lot of people will write it off. Their, their you know, conscious mind will just kind of overlook it. But when you start to dig into some of this stuff, it really makes a lot more sense as to what's going on. Now, again, I'm not a financial advisor. I have no idea even really about Bitcoin or any of that. But there's a lot of people that, that do. And um, you've seen a lot of a lot of people talking about the collapse of the dollar and bringing in this digital currency. So the play on names of Usher, Taylor Swift, they're all tied together. And, um, you know, they've been working together and they've done concerts together, etc. So you have that tie in. Now, something that was interesting was Toby Keith, who was also part of Taylor's life, he was actually the one that signed her to his record label and gave her basically a start, right? And what's in interesting is he died during this time, around this similar time of the Super Bowl. And there's that tie in there. Now he died of cancer. That's what the media said. But it's just a, a weird coincidence how all of these things tie back to Taylor and tie back to her and, and like her, her start and her career. I just find that really interesting. It's almost like they're trying to make this energy propping up this, you know, so-called goddess, which many believe she is because she's worshipped. Society worships her. Kids worship her and they look up to her and what she says goes, you know, this is why they use celebrities and artists in the political regime as well, because they know that the society is going to follow them. If they say go left, people are going to go left. If they say vote for Joe Biden, people are going to vote for Joe Biden because they are so enamored with the celebrity status of these people. And the same holds true with Taylor Swift. I mean, she is definitely an enigma in our society to many, many people. So the tie-in with Toby Keith was really interesting. The tie-in to the XRP digital currency was really interesting as well. And I think it's important to note that 
they really play up to the fact that all eyes will be on these celebrities. And I want to talk about that because I think that we've, while we see them throwing up their signs, you know, their OK 666 sign and their double signs with Ice Spice, they know that the media A is going to put that out there. They're going to be a focus. But they also know that this causes hype, right? When you throw up a double sign, the right conservative people are going to say, oh my gosh, did you see that? And so you're going to, it's going to drive a hype and it's going to drive an energy and it's going to fire people up. It's going to divide people. It's going to push people into this right left paradigm. And while we know they're showing a sort of allegiance to their kind of dark masters, right? If you want to call them that, we also have to realize that there's another side of the coin that it's multifaceted. This whole plan of these people that are running this world they are using like a psychological warfare to mind control you in many different ways. So I find that interesting. Take take note of that, though, you guys, when you're looking at stuff online, realize there's always a deeper aspect to things. So going into some of the celebrities that were there, I mentioned Ice Spice. She was in um, the suite with Taylor Swift as long as as well as Blake Lively. And one of the huge things that people were noting was the upside down cross that was apparently given to um, Ice Spice by Playboy Cardi. And many people thought it was an upside down cross and she was throwing devil signs, you know, all sorts of just demonic stuff. I mean, you guys, this is nothing new for us at this point. Like at this point, now in 2024, we are so aware of the demonic devilish stuff that these people do that if if people don't see it it's almost like where are you hiding under a rock right we know this every year it's the same stuff and as much as this stuff makes me cringe even doing the decode even posting the symbolism i really realize that there's a lot of people that are still asleep and there's a lot of people that have no clue and at the end of the day I'm going to try to utilize the platform that God has given me to A, expose the darkness, but also remind you guys that that's not all there is. There is a God that loves you. There is a God that created you. And this really is a biblical, it's all biblical. It all goes down to good against evil, if you will. It all goes down to God versus the devil. It truly, truly does. And we're going to talk about that a little bit with Brock Purdy, because you see this kind of common denominator thread always moving through our society, whether it be in movies, music videos, football games, there's this undercurrent of a biblical theme. And you won't see it unless you're kind of honed in and your eyes are sharpened to it. But there is, and and it's really interesting if you can take note of it. But kind of going back to the people in the suite with her, like I said, there was all the throwing up of the signs and all this, that, and the other. And we know what they're doing, guys. It's, I mean, we definitely get that part. So a couple of other strange things that I wanted to note was apparently there was a helicopter crash. And in this helicopter were six people. And one of them was the CEO of one of the largest Nigerian banks. And they were on their way to none other than the Super Bowl. And this is an interesting story because 
if you guys have followed me for a little while now, any airplane or helicopter crashes are very suspect. It's very suspect, specifically if they're billionaires and they all of a sudden commit suicide. You know, you've got Kobe Bryant and his helicopter crash. There's a lot of suspicious things around these helicopter and airplane crashes. And, you know, you just travel back in time and you think of all the people that have died in an airplane. You think, oh, it was just an accident. Maybe a small percentage was, but I would guarantee that the majority of these crashes are because of a desired outcome. And it just is really interesting and kind of a coincidence, wink, wink, that this Nigerian CEO and his family died in a helicopter crash on their way to the Super Bowl. And, you know, you think about sacrifice, you think about the digital currency that I mentioned, you think about finance and how this is all intertwined with the political economic system in our world. And this is why I think this stuff is is of some importance because when we start to notice these things, it, it awakens us to this idea that the people in this world are nobody to look up to. We can pray for our leaders and we're called to do that. But at the end of the day, it's only God coming to save us. There's not going to be a utopia here on, on earth that is going to be ushered in, <laughs> play on words, right? It's going to be ushered in by any person. In fact, the Bible talks about like I said in my last podcast, these birth pains that are increasing, right? Before that baby's born, before Jesus returns, there's going to be an intensity and, an, and a pressure in our earth. And we're going to see that. We're going to see some of that. Now, how that looks and specifically what that looks like and who are the main players, we don't know yet. But we need to keep our eyes on God and need to keep our eyes alert about what's going on and warn people. You guys warn people, hey, don't worship these celebrities. That's always a good place to start. So warn people, give them little clues, drop a few seeds. But if people aren't receptive, step back, give them time to come to this because it's not our job to force people to get things. So just remember that if you get a little frustrated. Um, but moving into another weird thing that was surrounding the Super Bowl was there was this apparent shooter at Joel Osteen's church. And that was really strange. Just all of the all the dynamics around that and what they said, you know, she was a transgender and there was all these weird things surrounding her. And the fact that it was at Joel Osteen's church was really strange. I don't know much more about that, but I wanted to note that. So moving into this, I want to start with the color programming that I noticed with the Super Bowl. Now, there was that whole color theory, right, with a symbol and the image of the Super Bowl. But of course, that kind of got blown out of the water. And I really think part of that, too, is the fact that the people that are running this social media stuff realize there isn't an increase in wanting to decode and symbolism and all that. You guys, they know that. They know that us so-called conspiracy theorists, which I don't even want to label myself that. I, I don't. I just am trying to put pieces together as God shows me patterns together and then present them to you guys. But the fact of the matter is these people that run these companies that run social media and they run the media, they know that we're involved in this. They have algorithms. They, they're they tracking everything we do. So they're going to put stuff out there to throw us off the the path, so to speak. And it's up to us to step back and say, okay, you know, discern it, look at it. Is is this true? Is this not? Sometimes we're going to get it right. Sometimes we're going to get it wrong. It's not a big deal at the end of the day when it comes to color programming and things like that. But with that whole color theory with the Super Bowl image and logo, that was totally blown out of the water. And I thought that was interesting. So take note of that. But there was a lot of purple, a lot of purple being shown. And if you guys travel back to 
the election where Hillary Clinton lost, she came out on stage and she was wearing a purple, she was wearing purple and Bill Clinton was wearing a purple tie. And a lot of people, this was, you know, way back when, and a lot of people tied this to what was called the George Soros Purple Revolution. Now, what this was, was the idea of merging the red and blue, which red and blue is very prominent in Freemasonry. You've got the red and blue lodges, but you've got the red and blue pillars that are significant in Freemasonry. But the merging of the two is purple. It's purple. And you saw a lot of purple with the Super Bowl. And when you think about the political environment of what they want to do, they want to merge us into this one world order, right? And you can even liken it to 9-11. You had the Twin Towers, which represent symbolically Boaz and Joaquin, right? The Freemasonry pillars, that's what they're called. And the Freemasonry pillars in you know Freemasonry, the 11 represents that. Well, when those two towers fell, what emerged from the dust? One. And this is that common theme of the elitists and the occultists. And we even saw that with Usher with his Phoenix lapel, like his brooch on his lapel, right? We're going to get into that. But it also is written on the Baphomet's arms, dissolve and coagulate, okay? Dissolve and coagulate. What does that mean? It means bring everything down to dust, and then rebuild it. This is their mantra. This is what they believe. And when I say they, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? It's the people that are in power, the world leaders, those that run this world temporarily. And so the purple represents this idea of a unity, okay, albeit a false unity, of this one world order that they want to bring about. And so you saw a lot of purple, you saw the portal symbolism of the X with the Super Bowl and X, you know, they brought about this whole disease X and everything was transferred over to X, you know, Twitter moved into X, you know, you've got space X, you have all this X, X is super symbolic. It is about dying and rebirth. Again, this idea of dying and coming back as something new. This is very much steeped into this dark magic occultic ideology. And this is what the world the world leaders want us to do. This is what they want to move us into. And they call it a new age, right? The age of Aquarius or whatever. But really what it is, and get this, if you don't get anything from this, understand this. The people in power that are against God want to usher in what they say is a new age. This new age is old age. It's all of the mystery religions. It's everything that was talked about in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Egyptians. All of these secret societies, you guys, are built on the Book of the Dead, the Egyptian mystery religions. It's all about the old stuff. It's nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. And so when you look at this with a spiritual lens, a biblical lens, it's all cyclical. It's coming back to what it began with. And this is what we see happening here. And so the world leaders are pushing out this color programming of purple. They're trying to bring about this portaling in, right, ushering in of this new world order. And it's multifaceted, like I said. Now, staying on the purple, many of us remember some of the purple lights that were in certain cities across the U.S. I don't know if those are even still in play, but you've got the purple color on the UV on the spectrum, the color spectrum, and there is importance there. And we have the color purple meaning royalty. So it's this idea that lends to um, just a bigger scope of what they're trying to represent. And 
We also saw purple in uh, Taylor Swift wore, wore a lot of purple. The color purple, the revamping of the color purple that Oprah was in um, was brought about. Okay, Oprah was seen wearing purple. There was a lot of purple leading up to the Super Bowl. And interesting, someone sent me a uh, screenshot. The Gatorade that was poured on the coach's head was purple. Now, you saw a lot of purple even during the halftime show and these subliminal messages of the, in the subconscious. This is what they're trying to program into our minds so that we don't realize we're ingesting it, but we are. And this is kind of, you know, there's there's the different wavelengths, the, the different like the beta, the theta waves. And so in our subconscious, they implant these little subtleties. And this is what kind of primes us and gets us prepared for whatever it is they're going to present next. Okay, this is how our mind works. This is, this is part of it. Okay, so we have a lot of this purple programming in some of the commercials of the Super Bowl. You saw a lot of UFOs. Martin Scorsese had that UFO commercial, the Year of the Dragon and the Mountain Dew and some of the UFO programming in that. UFOs, aliens, just portals, all of this ideology that they're subtly trying to implant in our minds. And we've already seen a lot of that even in 2024, just with the Miami Giants and all of that, the, the aliens they said they saw. So they're conditioning us, they're priming us for whatever it is they're going to introduce um, in the future. Now, I didn't mention another part of the X, and a big part of all this too is leading up to this double eclipse, the X that's going to form across the United States. And this is important because there's a lot of dates that are mentioned around that time. The new movie, The Civil War, is coming out. Taylor Swift is dropping her album, which talks about it's like a, a kind of homage to the Dead Poet Society, which is a secret society. And you see all these things leading up to April. And so that's another tie in with the X that I wanted to mention. There was another commercial that I want to touch on, and it was the one with Jesus washing feet. And it was all about this idea that Jesus washed everybody's feet. And what we're seeing here is this ushering in of a new Jesus. And it's this Christ consciousness. It's this love is love. No matter what you do, God loves you. You can get high, you can get drunk, you can live this alternative lifestyle, and and Jesus is going to accept you. Now, while Jesus is love, he is. God, who Jesus is God, is righteous. And he's not going to sit there and be like, okay, little Christian, you do whatever you want, and I'll give you the golden ticket to heaven. You guys, heaven is a reward. It is something that after we endure the good fight, like Paul mentioned, after we have run the race, our reward is in heaven. And it's not just handed out like a golden ticket from Willy Wonka. It is something that us as believers, we don't work for it because salvation is free, but we, because of the love that we have for Christ, we abide in his commandments. And this commercial was, in my, in my opinion, really showing this idea that no matter what you do, no matter who you are, Jesus is going to love you and he will meet you where you're at. Absolutely. But there is a, there's change. There's sanctification that has to take place. You have to look different. You want to look different than the rest of the world. And Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. What does that mean? What is the connotation there? He washed the feet of those who were his followers, of those that loved him. And we've got to look at these things and realize that 
you know, they're trying to muddy the waters of who Jesus is, what the Bible is. There is so much misinformation about the Bible out there, about scripture, about Jesus. And it's interesting because going to Brock Purdy, he is a you know, self-professing Christian. And I find it very ironic because there's a lot of people, myself included, that believe that the NFL is scripted. To some degree, it's scripted. And why wouldn't it be, you guys? Seriously, think about this. The love of money is the root of all evil. If they can make millions and billions on a game, if the rich get richer and the wealthy get wealthier, why would they not script it to give them favor? I mean, I saw a post where Drake made a million dollars. I mean, come on, this is just common sense here. So I really do believe that the NFL is partly scripted. And so even with Brock Purdy coming in as this Christian believer, the Bible, right, you've got this undercurrent and this subtle psychological play that God doesn't win. The Bible doesn't win. Jesus doesn't win. Christians don't win. And I know some of you might be like, Amy, you are stretching right now. Guys, think about it. It's subtleties. It's the subconscious. It's these little things that add up to a lot. It's these little breadcrumbs, these little pieces that are implanted in our minds subconsciously that then one day when they come to fruition because they've been planted and planted and planted for so many years, we come to this idea of like, God's not real right? The Christians never win. So again, not to to harp on this too much, but when you start to look at movies, you always see the hero. You always see the villain. And God creates, Satan imitates. He cannot create anything. And he's striving and dying to pull down and kill, steal, and destroy any believer he can. He does not want you believing in him. In fact, he wants to make it hard. He wants you to believe that the best things in this world are riches and fame and going to these NFL games. I saw some people spent like upwards of 10, 10 grand, 15 grand on a football ticket. My goodness, our priorities, what we what we put stock in is so convoluted at this point. And it's a call for us to get back to basics, you guys. Get back to basics. If you don't know God, know him today. Ask him who he is. Pray to him. If you've never prayed or you've been hurt by people in the church, don't let that stop you. Don't allow people, evil people, to make you believe that God isn't real and that God doesn't love you. You've got you to rise above that. There comes a point where many of us have been hurt. We've been traumatized. We've been abused and rejected and deeply wounded by people but there does come a day where we have to own up to that and say, I'm not going to be a victim to that anymore. And if religion or a relationship with Jesus Christ is part of that hurt, today, make your prayer. I want to know who you are. Show yourself to me, Lord. And he will. He will show you. He wants you to know him. So moving into the Super Bowl halftime show, I want to touch on this briefly because <laughs> this this podcast is getting long, you guys. Thanks for hanging in there. But I'm just going to touch on some of these things. You know, you see Usher come out. Usher has been tied to Marina Abramovic, has been tied to Michelle Lamy, Lala Meach, both occult witches, by the way, spirit cooking, all the likes. And Usher comes out. 
And he's got this all white, right? He's got this phoenix on his lapel. You know, it's the 33rd degree the phoenix represents. And he kind of has this idea of purity because he's got this white outfit on. As you move through all this and as you start to see this kind of alchemical change, which is exactly what's taking place with Usher during this ritual, in my opinion, ritual being the, the halftime show, then you see um, Alicia Keys come out. And of course, she's wearing the red. The red is very indicative of the whore of Babylon, the lady in red, scarlet red, blood, right? You even got the woman in red in the Matrix who distracts everybody. Okay, so think of all this stuff. But she comes out and it really looks like blood. It looks like her cape is blood. It looks like her piano is saturated in blood. It's really this, you know, drastic imagery that you see. And when you carry back in time, at the Super Bowl, the majority of the time, the people, the main people are wearing red. Go back to Rihanna. She was pregnant, right? At the time, it was a fertility ritual. You go back to The weekend. You go back to Shakira. All these people are wearing red, and it's very symbolic. And of course, they have to pick colors for the show. We get that. But they're very intentional in their colors. And so when Usher comes on, and he has this white and red, it's this idea not only of the the Knights Templar, because that's her colors, the Knights Templar is a secret society, but it's also this duality. It's this idea of good and bad, okay? It's this alchemical change of this alchemical marriage, which when you talk about the alchemical marriage, it's this idea of blending of the genders. So when you look at it, it's the Red King and the White Queen joining together in marriage. Now, in this circumstance, it was flipped. So she had the red on and he had the white on. But nonetheless, it's this idea of a powerful union coming together in this conjunction, blending of the genders, duality. And we see that here in the Super Bowl halftime show. And, you know, it's it's just interesting because they play all of these occultic ideologies into their to their shows and their performances. And when you can see it, you understand what's going on. But Another part of the show was Usher standing on what looked kind of like a portal. And so it started out with this clock and you got this idea of the eclipse on the clock. Now, interestingly enough, at the Grammys, Taylor Swift was wearing a clock around her neck. And we know that the two are connected because of the Super Bowl. But it's this idea of time kind of running out, you know, doomsday clock and just this idea of time in general is associated with Kronos. And we know that Kronos is associated with father time and father time is uh, Satan. So we see this played out in tons of movies. And um, we see this in secret societies. 322 Skull and Bones always has a clock, a grandfather clock. We saw it in Stranger Things. And it's this imagery that is all tied together. And it goes back to this idea of Kronos. So as he moves forward, Usher, he moves into kind of this alchemical change, and he moves, the portal then turns into fire. And again, this is that idea of the phoenix rising out of the ashes out of the fire. It's about rebirth. It's about um, becoming something new. And we've talked about this this whole time, this is really the idea that the elites want to do is they want to bring about this new world order, but they have to demolish the old to bring about the new. And as Usher goes through this alchemical change, you see him then turning into this kind of AI Tron like guy, you know, robot looking guy with on roller skates. And, you know, he kind of moves into this different arena. But talking about the fire part, it's interesting, it gives you this idea of hell as well. But 
think about what's going on in our world today and what's gone on this last year in 2023, it's really been this idea of world on fire. And we even saw Dolly Parton's album in her song that was called World on Fire. And she's sitting on this globe and the world is on fire. Look at Canada, look at Maui, look at Chile. The whole world is essentially on fire, which is bringing about this alchemical change. They're pushing it and saying, oh, it's climate change, this, that, and the other. This is all part of the agenda. They are hitting things on all different sides. And it's trying to come into this cohesive idea of this rebirth of the world into a new world order, a one world order. So moving then down into um, the rest of the halftime show, we see that it's really really all the same stuff. I mean, we saw a lot of purple, we saw the checkerboards kind of flash up. We saw the colors and the red and the white, you know, indicative of the Knights Templar, like we mentioned, and the alchemical marriage. But there's really nothing new. I mean, when I was watching this halftime show, it was it was pretty boring. And we see this stuff played out time and time again. It's all the same stuff, just a different year. And it's really just showing us what their plans are, what they want their plans to be. And we can kind of look at it and, and decode and see that the way they're tying all this in together is quite interesting. But when you look at the way a stadium is set up too, Many stadiums from a bird's eye view is really this, it looks like an eye, like the all-seeing eye. Um, Even the logo for the game was this all-seeing eye. And we see how the stadium is set up in a circle and the energy and the focus is down on the field. So in this halftime show, the magician the magicians, the artists would be in the middle in this circle, and all the energy would be harvested and collected in this circle. Well, this is very typical of even witchcraft, you know, they they get in this magic circle, and the energy is harnessed into this shape. And this is all part of it, because this is what they're doing in this halftime show. It's it's a big ritual. And you see the flickering lights and the music and the sounds and the beats. And you couple that with alcohol and drugs, and people are just primed and conditioned to receive whatever messages and programming that um, they're wanting to put in people's minds. So as we kind of wrap this up, we also can't forget the fact that the Super Bowl is one of the biggest human trafficking events. And that plays into all of this too. And it, it it's so horrific to even think about people being trafficked at an event for sport and entertainment. So definitely keep those people in your prayers. And, you know, and and that brings us to to the end here as we kind of think about this from the lens of hope. How can we look at this with hope? And I think part of this decode and, and what I'm trying to convey is we can warn people about some of these symbols and signs and, and what we think is going on in the world through media. And we can encourage people not to idolize and look up to these celebrities and artists. And you know, you you saw some people who spent upwards of $15,000, $20,000, just everyday average people seemingly $15,000, $20,000 just on a ticket to the Super Bowl. And so really shows where, you know, humanity is. And yet we just have to remember that we can plant the seeds, we can share this with others. And we can remember that in our own lives, we have to stay true to what God has called us to do. Keep our eyes on Him. The time is coming quickly to an end. And so keep your eyes up. I hope you guys learned a lot on this episode. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.